is coming up now on Established in the Faith. Stop blaming God for what's going on and start putting the blame where it belongs. God told his people you go out every day and you get what you need for that day. We got people going to the stores getting enough toilet paper to last them for a whole year. And don't blame God for that. You blame the people that are hoarding food. Hello, neighbor, and welcome today to Established in the Faith. This is Pastor James Pierce of Friendship, Freewill Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina, and how so very pleased and happy we are to be with you today. We're going to be coming to you from one of our drive-in church services that we're now having here at the church because of the coronavirus situation. The Spirit of God is moving in these services People are being blessed, and we hope that you'll stay right there with us for the next 30 minutes and be blessed as well. Well, we're going to go on into this song now. Hope and pray it'll be a blessing to you.
Amen. Praise God. We hope you've enjoyed the music and singing that we've had here on the program for the past few weeks. I know a lot of you are stuck at home away from church right now because of the coronavirus. And it's just our way of bringing church to you for the few minutes that we have each week here on the program. And if your church is not having services right now, let me invite you to come on out to Friendship. We're having drive-in services every Sunday morning at 11 o'clock here in the parking lot of the church. You don't have to get out of the car. You just tune your radio to the channel that we're broadcasting on, and you can hear us right over the radio inside the comfort of your own vehicle. We're located at 744 Friendship Church Road in Middlesex, North Carolina. Also, our Wednesday night Bible study and prayer meeting is is also drive-in style we're now studying the book of revelation and answering any questions that you may have about the book so come on out and bring your questions and join us wednesday night if you can those services start at seven o'clock each wednesday night here at friendship church weather permitting again we're located at 744 Friendship Church Road in Middlesex, North Carolina. If you have any questions about our drive-in services, please feel free to give us a call at 252-299-4234. Well, we're going to go on into one of our drive-in messages now. Hope and pray it'll be a blessing to you. If you have your Bibles this morning, would you turn with me, please? To the book of Numbers, Numbers chapter 21, we're going to pick it up in verse 8 today, Numbers chapter 21, beginning in verse 8, and the Lord said unto Moses, make thee a fiery serpent, and set it upon a pole. And it shall come to pass that every one that is bitten, when he looketh upon it, shall live. And Moses made a serpent of brass, and put it upon a pole. And it came to pass that if a serpent had bitten any man, when he beheld the serpent of brass, he lived. And I want to stop right there and use for a subject this morning, preaching a few minutes. Look and live. Let's go to the Lord in prayer and ask for His help today. Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank You for every person that's under the sound of my voice today. And Lord, I realize that on the other side of this microphone there are many needs. There are many needs in this parking lot today, O Lord, of which You know all about. Lord, there are many needs of those that are listening by the internet, the radio, Lord, CD, however they may be receiving this word today, Lord, you know their need. And I'm asking, Lord, that you meet that need today. Lord, I only have words. But, Lord, I know that if you anoint those words and you anoint your people to hear, then, Lord, some of those needs can be met, if not all of them. Lord, there are questions today. And, Lord, I'm asking that you answer those questions today. Anoint me today, Lord, to rightly divide this word of truth to preach this of which I believe you've given unto me, and anoint your people to hear it and receive it, that we all might be drawn a little closer to you, Lord, that we might be edified in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen and Amen. 
This event of which I've just read to you occurred in the last days of Israel's sojourn in the wilderness. The wilderness journey, God only intended it to be for a few weeks at most, a month maybe, but He never intended for it to last 40 years. And when God delivered Israel out of the Egyptian bondage, Egypt, one of the most powerful nations on the face of the earth at that time, lay in ruins. God sent plague after plague, ten plagues He sent against Egypt, and Pharaoh still would not let the people go. It was only until the blood of the Lamb was shed and applied to the doorpost of the houses, and then God's people got in the house, they stayed in the house, it was only then, when the blood of the Lamb was shed, that Israel was set free from the Egyptian bondage. I wonder today how many, under the sound of my voice, you're in bondage today. You're in bondage today to alcohol. You're in bondage today to those cigarettes. You're in bondage today to drugs. Whether it be legal or illegal drugs, you're in bondage today. How many people today are in bondage to that scratch-off ticket? How many? You do not have to be in bondage today, my friend, because the blood of Jesus Christ was shed for you on Calvary's cross 2,000 years ago. And by faith today, you can reach out and take that blood and apply it to the doorpost of your heart. And Jesus Christ can set you free from that bondage. And I don't care what it is. Glory to God. He delivered His people. Their unbelief caused them to have to wander in the desert for 40 years. But let me tell you this. God did not leave His people Glory to God. He did not leave His people. He provided for His people. Oh, he that has an ear, let him hear. I believe the reason we're in this coronavirus situation today, the biggest reason is unbelief. And I'm not talking about the world out here because they've never believed. I'm talking about the church has not believed God to the extent that it should. And the reason they've not believed is because the cross of Christ has not been presented from behind the pulpit the way that it needs to be presented. Unbelief. But God provided for His people. Three million Israelites wandering around in those hot desert sands Temperatures at times that would exceed over 130 degrees during the day. 
and sometimes at night it would get down below 40 degrees at night. The, 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 the extreme temperatures and God provided a cloud by day to keep them cool and he provided a pillar of fire at night to keep them warm and to have a little bit of light. I'm here to tell you today, if you are experiencing the extremes of this world, if you'll just get under the shadow of the Almighty, he will provide for you and he will keep you safe from the extremes of this world. Glory to God. I feel that this morning. He said, Brother James, I'm under the cloud and it's getting a little bit extreme for me. Maybe that's because you're a little bit too close to the edge. Oh, come on, somebody. You're under the shadow of the Almighty, but you're just right there at the edge of the shade. You get burned a little bit, and then you move over. It's time for God's people to move on in to the deeper things of God, and you won't be getting burnt by the extremes of the world. God provided for His people. Oh, there's so much more. I'm not going to get into it right now, but... God told me to tell you this morning, I don't care what you're going through, if you're his child, he's going to provide for you. He said he would supply all of our needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. And he's never failed. I said he's never failed. And he will never fail. He's still able to meet your need today, and I don't care what it is, if you'll just believe him. If you'll just believe him. All right. They journeyed, if you look in Numbers 21, verse 4. They journeyed from Mount Hor by the way of the Red Sea to compass the land of Edom. The Edomites were descendants of Esau. Esau despised his birthright. Actually, he sold his birthright to Jacob, his brother, for a pot of stew. He sold that which had eternal consequences for that which is temporal. How many today out here in this world have sold that which is eternal for that which is temporary? The temporary things of this world. You want to do your own thing. It's going to cost you that which is eternal, your soul. That was Esau. Esau is a type of the flesh. His descendants were a type of the flesh. And here is Israel, some three million Israelites now. They're following the cloud. Wherever that cloud moved, that's where they moved. And when the cloud gets there to the land of Edom, the Edomites were standing there with their swords drawn, saying, if you dare come across to our land, we're going to kill you. So the cloud begins to move around the land of Edom. And God's people followed the cloud, making that journey much harder than what it should have been. 
And let me tell you something about Edom, ladies and gentlemen. Like I said, Edom is a type of the flesh. You cannot get where God wants you to be by going through Edom, the flesh. What do you mean by the flesh? I'm talking about that which is indicative of the human being. Your education, your talent, your willpower, your strength, ability, whatever, that the thing, those types of things, you cannot get where God wants you to be. Well, you say, well, Brother James, where does God want me to be? God wants you to live a victorious, overcoming Christian life. That is where God wants you to be, to where sin shall not have dominion over you. That's the promised land that God has for us in this world today. And my friends, you can have it. You can have it if you'll follow the cloud. You'll have it if you'll follow after the moving of the Holy Spirit. Romans chapter 8. Verse 1, there is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. If you try to live this Christian life through and by the means of the flesh, you're going to be living in a life of condemnation because you're going to fail. The flesh cannot do it, but the Holy Spirit of God that now dwells in you through and by Jesus Christ and what He did at Calvary, you can live a victorious, overcoming Christian life to where sin shall not have dominion over you. That's where God wants us to be. But it's easy to get discouraged in this Christian journey. The Bible says in Numbers 21 verse 4, the soul of the people was much discouraged because of the way. The route they had to take was much longer and it was much harder because of Edomite temptation. What do you mean, Brother James, Edomite temptation? As they were going around Edom, they could see where the roads were paved. They could see a dollar general sitting over there. And oh, if I just step over there into Edom and step on that paved road and go in that dollar general, I can find me some toilet paper. If I step over there into Edom and go into that Walmart, then I can go in there and get me some hand sanitizer. Well, look at there. There's a church over there in Edom. What are you talking about, Brother James? I'm talking about this Christian life. There's a lot of temptation to step outside of the way that God has for us. Jesus said, Matthew 7, 13, Enter in at the straight gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction, and many there be which go in thereat. Because straight is the gate, and narrow is the way that leadeth unto life, and few there be that find it. There's a lot of Christians today that want to go take the shortcut and they want to go through Edom and try to get over there to the promised land. And my friend, I'm going to tell you, if you try to go that route, you're not going to make it. 
There's only one way to make it. And that is to be under the shadow of the Almighty, which has been provided for you through Calvary's cross and the Holy Spirit living within your heart and life. That's it. There is no other way. Discouragement. They got discouraged. How many in this parking lot today? How many of you listening by radio this morning, how many of you are discouraged today? You're a child of God, but you're discouraged. Discouragement has a lot to do with what you're focused on. Let me tell you something. If you're sitting there focused on that news media 24 hours a day, seven days a week, oh, let me tell you something. When all of this is said and done and the smoke is cleared and the tally of numbers has all come in, it wouldn't surprise me one bit if there weren't more deaths by suicide than it is by the coronavirus because this news media, all they want to do is spread fear and lack of hope and, and people are killing themselves today because they're sitting there watching that garbage over that television set instead of turning over there to a gospel program that'll do them more good. Cut that garbage off and go outside and raise your hands to the Lord Jesus Christ and thank Him for what you got. Stop focusing on this coronavirus and focus on the one who can do away with the coronavirus, the one that has the solution to the coronavirus. And there is a solution. There is a solution. And it's not voting in another party. It's not voting in Donald Trump again. It's not bringing Democrats in or bringing Republicans in. It's the church getting on their face before God and seeking God and repenting of their sin and asking the Lord Jesus Christ to deal with this situation. That's your answer. But God help us today. We got too much of the Christian world out here talking about, oh, when we get on the other side, it's going to be a lot better. And that's encouraging. And everybody needs to be encouraged. And I don't have a problem with encouraging people. But I've got to tell you the truth. Unless God's people get on their face and start meaning business with God, this coronavirus is going to continue to go on. And God only knows how long. It's time for the church to be the church and get on their face before God and seek God. That is the answer. God help us today. Don't focus on what you're going through. That'll discourage you. Focus on what you're going to. Well, Brother James, you just don't really understand. I, I, I've got these symptoms of the coronavirus. Maybe you have. Do you know Jesus Christ as your Savior? If you do, you ain't got nothing to worry about because if He takes you home, you're going to a better place. You're going to the promised land. We're going to miss you. But we know you're going to a better place because you've accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior. So stop looking at what you're going through and look at the one that's going to 
bring you to the other side of this thing. All right, the people, if you look there in Numbers 21, verse 5, the people began to speak against God. The world out here has always spoke against God. But when the church does it, well, you say, well, Brother James, what, what are you talking about, the church speaking against God? I'm talking about this seeker-sensitive movement that has crept into the church today. And churches, they've got to, they don't want to offend anybody. Well, I don't want to offend anybody either. But when you look like I do, you can't help but offend people. Oh, you didn't have to laugh that loud. Say amen that loud. I'm here to tell you something today, folks. I didn't come here to tell you how pretty you are. When you come here to Friendship Church, we're going to make you feel welcome. But when the Word of God comes forth, you may feel uncomfortable, and I can't help that. I'm here to tell you what this book says. And there are churches today, you can go in there and be a Buddhist all you want, and they won't say a thing about it. Any and every way in the world can get you to heaven. That ain't what Jesus says. That's going against what God said. Jesus said, John 14, verse 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. That's not James Pierce's word. That is the word of Jesus Christ. And either he's right or he's not. And I choose to believe that he is right. And a lot of the churches today are wrong. They're speaking against God. They spoke against Moses. Moses, the giver of the Ten Commandments. The great law giver, they spoke against Moses. And a lot of the church today is speaking against the Ten Commandments. What do you mean, Brother James? I don't know of a church anywhere that's speaking against it. Well, if you ain't telling the people right from wrong, then you're against it. We got churches that they don't stand up for anything anymore. Oh, there's a couple shacking up in the church. Don't say a thing about it. Got a gay couple in the church. Oh, we ain't going to say nothing about it. Don't want to offend anybody. Secular music's okay. Look at all the internet and, and, and entertainment you want to. Don't say anything about it. There was a day when our churches stood against certain things. There was a day when our churches stood for what the Word of God says. But those days are long gone. A lot of churches don't want to deal with sin anymore in any way, shape, form, or fashion because it offends people, and that ain't going to grow the church. But I'm here to tell you today, if the church don't deal with the sin, then they cannot give the proper solution to the sin. The church just wants to give the solution to the problem. Jesus said, Matthew 12, verse 30, He that is not with me is against me. And he that gathereth not with me scattereth abroad. The church has the solution. But we've got to tell the people out there how to apply the solution. Oh, good grace and mercy. There are certain medications 
that ain't going to do you no good unless you apply it properly. Oh, let me go ahead and be a little crude. You can eat all the preparation H you want to, but it's not going to do you any good. Are y'all listening to me? And the church today has been bad about telling the people how to get rich through the cross and how to get healed through the cross, but they've been telling the people how to get saved through the cross of Christ by dealing with the sin in their life. And that's where the problem is. It has to be applied, and you've got to deal with the sin problem. Don't want to deal with it. Preacher don't want to deal with it because then the congregation will take part of his paycheck from him, cut his gas off, cut his lights off. Brother James, you're preaching too hard. I ain't coming back next week. I can't help that. If you come back next week, I'm going to be preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ and Him crucified because that is the answer. And I'm going to be telling you how to apply it to your life and applying it properly. Brother James, I don't like that. Well, join the crowd. Many there be that go in there at. Numbers 21, verse 5. They begin to question and blame God. Wherefore have you brought us out of Egypt to die in the wilderness? God, why have you allowed this coronavirus? There's no bread. There's no water. You go to the store, there ain't no meat in the counter. God, why have you allowed this? Can't find no toilet paper, can't find no meat, can't find no hot dogs, can't find no bread, can't find no Clorox. Can't find no alcohol. Can't find nothing. God, why, why have you done this, God? Let me tell you something. This is not God's fault. This is not God's fault. God provided manna for his people. Every day. They got up in the morning, and there it was, laying there on the dew of the grass. And God said, you can eat it. And Omar, for every man, just go out every morning and get it, put it in your basket, and, and eat an Omar a day. An Omar for every man. And, and how much is that? About six pints. And Omar was six pints. There were three million of those Israelites, which means when you add it all up, by 18 million pints of manna that God poured out upon his people every day. Let me help you better understand this this morning. That is equivalent to a train pulling 45 freight cars, each car having 15 tons in it to take care of one day's supply. And God just didn't do it for one day. He did it for 40 years. How great is our God? Stop blaming God for what's going on and start putting the blame where it belongs. God told his people, you go out every day, and you get what you need for that day. We got people going to the stores, getting enough toilet paper to last them for a whole year. 
And don't blame God for that. You blame the people that are hoarding food. Pray for them. Because if they use all that toilet paper in a year, they got a serious problem. God's people complained. Now this, this, this is what God said to Numbers 21, verse 6. The Bible says that God sent fiery serpents among the people, and they bit the people, and much people of Israel died. This particular part of the world was literally infested with these types of serpents. They were called fiery because of their deadly venom which caused a very painful burning sensation when bitten. Now, the Bible does not say this, but this part of the world being so infested with these serpents, it is quite possible that God sent His angels ahead of His people to clear the way of all the serpents so that they could walk through. You say, well, Brother James, that ain't in the Bible. Well, there's a lot of things that God has done that you don't know about. There's a lot of things that God has done this week to protect you that you didn't know anything about. How much has God done for you this week to keep you safe? You just don't know anything about it. God, I believe God cleared the path. Cleared a way for his people to walk through safely. But when they started complaining, here come the serpents. Did God send those serpents? Or did he lift his hand of protection? Did God send this coronavirus? Or has he lifted his hand of protection? Let me remind you something, ladies and gentlemen. Our public schools have kicked God out. There are certain portions of our government that want to kick God out. No prayer in schools. We can shut down churches, oh, but we can allow the abortion clinics to keep on aborting little children every day. I got a problem with that. The churches can shut down, but the liquor stores can stay open as long as they want. That's a necessity. Pretty much told God to get out of everything. He's lifted his hand of protection. Now look at what we got. Sin. Listen to me. Sin is what gives Satan a legal right to do what he does. Sin is what gives that serpent, Satan, the right to come in with this virus and just do what he does best. And Jesus said, The thief cometh not but for to kill, to steal, and to destroy. But I have come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. The people went before God. They went to Moses and they said, Oh God, take these serpents away from us. We have sinned. Numbers 21 verse 7. They came to Moses. We have sinned. We have spoken against the Lord and against thee. Pray to the Lord that he take away the serpents from us. Moses prayed for the people. And the Lord said to Moses, Make thee a fiery serpent and set it on a pole. 
And it shall come to pass that every one that is bitten, when he looketh upon it, he shall live. Look and live. What are you looking at today? I'm not talking about me. I ain't much to look at. Again, you didn't have to say amen that loud. <laughs> That's enough from the peanut gallery over here, too. What are you looking at? Where is your faith? The medical profession today has adopted the serpent on the pole as its universal symbol of hope. No matter where in the world you are, if you are sick and you can't speak the language, just look for that symbol of the serpent on the pole and you can get the medical help that you need. It comes from the Bible, ladies and gentlemen. Right now, there's a lot of people looking for help concerning this coronavirus situation. But folks, let me tell you something. There is a virus that is far more deadly than any coronavirus. And it is a sin virus that every single one of us are born with. And let me tell you, it has killed every single human being that has ever lived from Adam and Eve right on up to today and right on into the future till Jesus Christ comes back. If the news media would get a hold of that and talk about that, things would be a lot better in this country. But God forbid that the news media say anything about the gospel of Jesus Christ. Serpent on the pole. That serpent on the pole was a type of Jesus Christ. And you say, well, Brother James, I don't understand that. Had God told Moses to put a dove on the pole, I could understand that. Had God said, take a lamb and put it on a pole, I could understand that. But a, but, but a serpent? Oh, slick, slimy, tongue-wiggling poisonous serpent I don't understand that brother James well let me help you a little bit the Bible tells us 2 Corinthians 5 verse 21 that God made him Jesus Christ to be sin for us God made Jesus Christ the sin offering for you and I. He who knew no sin that we might be made the righteousness of God in Him. When you look at the cross of Christ, and this is the time of year where the whole world, the whole Christian world looks to the cross. And you see Jesus hanging there on that cross. And you say, oh, that is the greatest symbol of love in the world. That is right. But understand, the reason for him being there was because of your sin and my sin. It was our sins that put him there upon that cross. And if you need help today, that is where you need to look. The cross of Christ is the answer to the sin problem. The cross of Christ is also the answer to this coronavirus problem today. Verse 29, Numbers 21, verse 9. Moses made a serpent of brass and he put it on a pole. 
And it came to pass that if a serpent had bitten any man, when he beheld the serpent of brass, he lived. Now let me tell you something. Moses didn't take all day building this serpent and putting it up on a pole. He did it as quickly as he could do it. And I'm pretty sure that there was someone that took that serpent on the pole and run through the midst of the people so that everybody could see it. There was an urgency of the moment. And ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you something today. There is an urgency in this coronavirus situation today. An urgency to take the gospel of Jesus Christ to this lost and dying world because this is a sign of the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. The rapture of the church could take place at any moment. And if you are outside the cloud, you are going to get burned. You are going to experience the extreme temperatures of the great tribulation period if you don't get in the cloud now while there is still time because Jesus Christ is about to come back. He's even at the doors. You can sit there and keep hoping for a better day, but you might sit there and miss the rapture of the church too. The only answer is to be in Christ Jesus. Are you under the shadow of the Almighty? If the program today has been a blessing to you and you would like to have a free CD copy of this message, just give us a call or text us at 252 299 4234. You can also go to establishedinthefaith.com. There you will find today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. But perhaps you need someone to just talk to or to just pray with you about something. Again, just give us a call at 252-299-4234. This program is an outreach ministry of friendship, Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. As well, depends on the prayerful and generous financial support of listeners like you. To contact us or to contribute to this ministry, go to establishedinthefaith.com, click on the Donate tab. It's easy and all donations are safe and secure through PayPal. You can also mail us at Established in the Faith, P.O. Box 601, Bailey, North Carolina, 27807. We look forward to hearing from you. I'm Haven. And I'm Juliana. And you've been listening to Established in the Faith with our dad, James Pierce. He's the pastor of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. We have Sunday school every Sunday morning at 945 and worship service at 11, as well as prayer meeting and Bible study every Wednesday night at 730. Go to EstablishingTheFaith.com and click on the events tab for gospel singings and other special services. That's right, Jules. And the church is located at 744 Friendship Church Road in Middlesex, North Carolina, near the EMED community. On the website, if you click on the Contact Us tab, Google Maps will bring you right to us. We would love to have you, and we hope to see you there. And we hope today's program has been a blessing to you. Thank you for listening, and God bless you. (music) 